0: I have back with me, folks, Andrew Seidel. He is back. And Andrew is an attorney for the Freedom From Religion Foundation. And he's the author of The uh, Founding Myth Why Christian Nationalism is Un American. And I wanted to talk to Andrew about that. Andrew, welcome back.
1: Hi, thank you for having me on again, Jesse. Appreciate yes, it. sir.
0: How have you been?
1: I've been well. How about yourself?
0: Amazing. Uh, Amazing. And so, how are you dealing with this whole Chinese virus situation?
1: Uh, The coronavirus, I mean, I'm working from home. I'm doing interviews from home. I'm still out there promoting the founding myth, trying to destroy Christian nationalism. We're going to tear down the uh, misinformation that a lot of people are putting out there about the foundations of America. And you're still working with the Freedom From Religion Foundation to keep state and church separate.
0: So, it's all that you're still an atheist.
1: Still an atheist. Yes, I am. Uh, still still very much a, a happy atheist. So, yeah, that hasn't changed. I guess your prayer, I guess those prayers of yours have been unanswered, unfortunately.
0: It ain't too late. It's not too late yet. You're still alive. As long as you're living, there's a chance.
1: I mean, that's absolutely true for you as well, my friends.
0: Yeah. What is, um, tell me first, what is a Christian nationali- uh, nationalist? Nationalist
1: great question. A Christian nationalist is somebody who believes that the United States was founded as a Christian nation. And most importantly, that we've sort of gotten away from that foundation. And they tend to use the language of return, getting back to our godly roots, uh, returning to those Christian foundation our Christian roots to justify public policy today. Uh, for instance, I would categorize you as a Christian nationalist. For All sure. the
0: way, yes.
1: Yes, yes, and uh, so I mean that that ideology is fundamentally un-American. That is <laughs> that is the argument that I make in my book. Not only is it wrong historically, but it's fundamentally un-American. It how cuts is, against the values and principles on which this great nation was founded.
0: And how is it fundamentally wrong or un-American? Well, so
1: it's so basically in the founding myth, I ask a question. I, I asked, did Judeo-Christian principles positively influence the founding of the United States of America? And the answer to that is no, they didn't. America was not founded on Judeo-Christian principles, but you can, and you can take it a step further because it's a good thing we weren't founded on Judeo-Christian principles because those principles fundamentally conflict with the principles on which the United States was founded. So Judeo-Christianity and the core ideas fundamentally conflict with the core ideas that America
0: was founded on. So how did you, what happened to you that we all know that the founders were Christians, at least most of them, but not almost. And the values of setting up this country, organizing this country, the laws of the land were based on Christian values. See, that's that's a hundred percent wrong. That's that's my point. And that they even went so far as to pray before meeting and asking for God's help um uh the laws were uh based on the laws from the bible what happened to you that you totally omit that
1: i got an education i read actually what the founders wrote for instance they did not pray at the constitutional convention and in fact when ben franklin said hey you know we're deadlocked maybe we should have a prayer the founders said ah we don't need that we'll go ahead and continue to work um now they did pray publicly from time to time uh They had this sort of political piety going on, and I do explain that in the book, and I go over uh, the various reasons they might have done that in the founding myth. But when it comes down to building the nation, you can't look at the Bible and the principles from the Bible and point and say, okay, that biblical principle influenced the founding in this way. It just, it can't be done. And in fact, the opposite can be done. You can say, look, there are these biblical principles, and they fundamentally conflict for instance, the idea of original sin fundamentally conflicts with the idea that we're presumed innocence. The idea of hell fundamentally conflicts with the Eighth Amendment, which prohibits cruel and unusual punishment. Uh, and there, there are loads and loads more that I go over in the book itself. So your, your core idea there that we were founded on biblical values and principles is is wrong. And that is what the founding myth seeks to correct.
0: And so how do you justify the laws of the land that said, and I know that the liberals are trying to change the laws now, but the laws that says, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not do this or that. If you do, you will be punished. And that those laws, those laws that were established in the nation came from the Bible, which came from the founders. How do you explain that away?
1: Yeah, that's a really, really good question. So I have a whole section on the book about the Ten Commandments. And, you know, the Ten Commandments begin, well, the first question we ought to ask is which Ten Commandments are you? do you think influenced the founding? Um, I'll go over, I go over each of them in the book. There's four different sets in any given Bible, which I bet most of your listeners don't know. Um, but they begin, I am the Lord your God, you shall have no other gods before me. Right? It would be difficult to craft a rule that is more fundamentally un American than that. In this country, you can have as many gods as you want, or like me, no God. Uh, you shall not take the, Lord your, uh, the name of your Lord your God in vain. You can take the Lord's name in vain all you want in this country. You have freedom of speech, baby. You can say God damn it all you want. So the beginning of the Ten Commandments are fundamentally un American. And, and those core ideas that you mentioned don't kill, don't steal. Those aren't Christian ideas. Those are universal human principles that every society we know of has come up with on their own. You don't need religion to know that killing is wrong. Those are universal human principles. So what you have to do to make your argument is you have to name a single Judeo-Christian principle. And that means something that's unique and original to Judeo-Christianity that positively influenced the founding of the United States of America. And that really just can't be done.
0: So as far as um, you're not having but one God, uh, um, that is the the establishment of this country and that this country was established by one God. And that God is the God that created all things, created human beings and gave you freedom because of him you're free. And so in America, America was built and framed around one God. But because you're free to serve whatever God you want, they don't force that on you. That's between you and God. If you decide you want you want to serve Satan as you're doing, if you decide if you decide you want Satan to be your God, you're not going to jail for it. But I mean you know but, you
1: know atheists don't believe in Satan either, right? Yes, you they do.
0: They just don't realize they do.
1: <laughs> but no, I mean, the country well,
0: itself says there's only one God. And that God influenced and created the greatest country on the, in this earth based around him and his principles, his laws, uh, his commandments. Now, there are people who are in the country who say, well, I reject that God, so I'm going I'm to choose my own God. You're not, you're not going to go to jail for that.
1: Well, not only do do some reject that God, myself included, I also reject the very uh, argument that you are making. And by the way, you should
0: because Saint is your daddy. I expect you to.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But our Constitution rejects that idea too. It doesn't. It does. The American Constitution was the first in the history of the world that did not base its authority on a God, but instead based it on we. The people. Those words are more than just poetic. They actually say that that is where the power to craft this government comes from. Not from a deity, not from something supernatural, but from the people. Our Constitution was also the first to ban religious tests for public office. Our Constitution was the first to not mention a god or deity in any way, shape, or form, which was a very deliberate choice by the Founding Fathers. Uh So your central argument, again... Is fundamentally un-American in that it conflicts with what the Constitution tells us. But so, freedom, if anybody needs to read this book, Jesse, you need to read the Founding Myth. I'm gonna have to get you a copy, man.
0: Our freedom and rights come from God, not from people, not from the government, not from anyone, but from God. You know, we mentioned Thou shalt not kill. That's not true either. I'm sorry.
1: That's not true either. I well, mean, and that 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 is you a, think that is our a very freedom and rights
0: principle. come from human beings?
1: Our freedom and rights come from the fact of us
0: being human. Not no, that's from God. not true, because most people today. Um, well, I'll get back to that. Let me let me ask you this. Um,
1: Let's talk about God-given rights. I mean, that's they're really fun. Yeah, because, I want
0: to. I want to not forget this because it's it's something okay, you all said. Okay, right, We'll come and, back.
1: So we'll circle back.
0: Right. It's something you said that's going. Uh, it, I do it's, uh, it's getting too far away. Um, <laughs> so, am I hearing you say that? because liberals are children of Satan. And no, you're not they, hearing they, me say that. They, and they don't like the commandment, thou shalt not kill. And that's why it's so easy for them for them to ch- kill the children in the womb because they don't respect the rule, thou shalt not kill.
1: Yeah, I was wondering when you were going to bring up abortion. I mean, no, most of what you just said was complete and utter nonsense. And in fact, what I said was that Not killing, not stealing, not lying. These are universal human principles that every society, successful society, I guess I should say, knows about and has agreed upon. And that the biblical formulations of those rules are actually pretty exclusionary. It's okay to kill people who are not your fellow believers, for instance, in, including in the Ten Commandments. And let's let's talk a little bit That's more not about the true. Ten Commandments. It's not okay
0: uh, to kill people that don't agree with again,
1: you. Again, that, that, not that they don't agree with you, but that don't uh, adhere to your religion. I mean, after Moses gets the, the Ten Commandments, he tells uh, the, the, his closest followers to kill 3,000 of their brothers and neighbors. Well, that uh,
0: was the Old Testament. That and, doesn't apply it was, new we're, talking,
1: we're talking about the Ten Commandments, and you're talking about saying that do, do not kill applies to everybody, and it didn't, certainly not at the time. It does not, let's, in, let's this country,
0: in this country, the, it does apply to that.
1: And if you want to talk about the, I, I agree. And that's the point that I make in the founding myth, which means that our laws were not based on that biblical principle. So thank you for making because that Because
0: of Christ, he came and he created a new law. Let and new laws, and that law is that we should love God with all our heart, soul, and might, and love our neighbors as ourselves. In the Old Testament, that law did not exist. So, But oh, the laws I... have changed, and America is built on that new law that we should love one another. You have a right to be wrong, and I don't have a right to kill you for being wrong, unless you kill someone who— uh, it, and murder someone in the wrong way or oh, whatever. Well, I mean,
1: I, I, there's a whole again, I yeah. in the founding myth, I have a whole section of, on what neighbor actually means in the Bible and I spent a lot of time going into this. But let's talk about killing innocents uh, because that's that's the argument you just made. Yes. And let's let's go back to the 10 commandments which say in right at the beginning for I the Lord your God am a jealous god punishing children for the iniquity of the parents to the third and fourth generation. So in the Ten Commandments, which are supposedly the most moral law that you think our nation is based on, you have God promising to to punish innocent children, grandchildren, great grandchildren, and great great grandchildren for the crimes of their parents. Deliberately doing that. And what's so wrong with that? You can't claim what's a the mandate to say that uh, innocent people do not get punished. I what's mean, wrong that is, with again, that? A fundamentally, because there is. What's wrong people. with that? That the
0: children should not suffer for what their parents. It's the parents responsibility given to them by God is to be right, be of love, and be in that order so that that can be passed down to the children. So you're arguing and that so it's okay, if okay to the punish children, people right now. So if the children, if the parents does not be right and have that love, the kids will suffer. So it's really the parents' fault until the so kids become ar- an adult. So you're
1: arguing that it's okay to punish innocent children right now. Let's I don't just, I don't know state what you mean that how they for the record. How they That's, innocent in the Ten Commandments.
0: What made them are, innocent?
1: That the crime was committed by the parents, breaking the ten one of the Ten Commandments. And the right? children Georgia came from Magillus.
0: the parents.
1: Yes. So you're saying that it's okay to punish innocent children right it, now. So let's just well, be open and clear about
0: that. Innocent children are not being punished. It's those who are not innocent that are being punished.
1: Because their parents committed a crime, they're not innocent. The which sins, is again, the sins again,
0: of the, the sins of the parents are passed down from generation to generation. Look at the blacks. Perfect. I'm when so you glad say, you said that. When you well, say on, that the on. blacks One are set, suffering Jesse. when you say that the blacks are suffering because of their parents, and not on, any so other gl- reason but that
1: I'm so glad you said that because that is again a fundamentally un-American idea, right? In our system of laws and government. Guilt is not inheritable, and in fact, that is specifically written into the Constitution. It says, "No attainder of treason shall work a corruption of blood" in our Constitution, which means that just because your father may have committed treason, doesn't mean that you, the son or the daughter, will be punished for that. So that is specifically rejecting this biblical ideal that you are out there defending right now. Another example of
0: well, how the one thing I know for sure is that Christian law
1: is unAmerican.
0: The one thing I know for sure is that the if the heart of the parents are no good it will be passed on to the heart the spirit of the children and we are a spirit created in the image of God and so if the spirit of the father and mother is not right they will corrupt they will pass it down to the spirit of the children and we are a spirit and not a physical and so if the the parents are not right they are bringing that upon their own children not God's.
1: Sure. so that's all nonsense but what you're doing a great job of explaining right now it's nonsense is nonsense to an atheist but it's you're, what you're doing showing right now is why the idea of God-given rights is so dangerous because but people they are the rights sp-
0: doesn't they don't come from human beings they come because, from God
1: because then the people who claim to speak for God people like you can take those rights away that's why God-given uh, rights are weak how can and I frail, take them away they're, they're not universal how that's can I take them away? You're saying right now, you're saying that you have the ability to punish innocent children because of your interpretation of the Bible.
0: No, I didn't say that. A, I said that the parents are punishing no, the children by I, not being I right.
1: I know you didn't say it word for word, but you're show, you're doing a great job of showing that point. This, and this is exactly I didn't say I had
0: it. the right. I don't have the right to take away anyone's yeah, right to, to suffer. I don't have the to right the to take away anyone's right to suffer or not suffer. I have to let them be. But God has made it possible that if the parents are fine, the children are going to be fine. They're going to have peace. They, they, they will not suffer. But if the parents are of your dad is Satan, then their children will become of the dad of Satan. If you want, <laughs> the sins of the fathers and the mothers are passed down to the children, and that's yep. the way A Fundamentally, it is. un-American
1: idea. And fun, it, that's fundamentally no. That an is the
0: American idea. way. That's what America was founded on those values. I got it because of time. I got to ask you a couple more questions.
1: Okay, go ahead. Shoot. shoot.
0: Um, If you notice the great white hope, you know who the great white hope is, right?
1: Uh, well, I, I, I don't understand a lot of your terminology. You're in a very interesting bubble all your own. So uh, I don't want to assume anything, <laughs> but take a guess.
0: The great white hope.
1: I, I'm going to let, I'm going to let, I mean, you're talking about the Chinese virus and all kinds of, all kinds of weird <laughs> stuff. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to go back 20 years and assume.
0: That you know who the president him. is.
1: Are you think Donald Trump is the great white
0: hope? No, I know he is. He's orange. His hair is orange, but he's white. His skin is orange.
1: Yeah. But Okay, fine. You're talking about Donald Trump. Okay. What's your question?
0: Yeah. The great white hope. Um, Concerned in this Chinese uh, virus, so-called pandemic,
1: Coronavirus the, the, and it is a
0: pandemic. The, I noticed that the liberals and everyone are turned into the so-called experts. And the last thing you want to trust in this world is a so-called expert, right? Because they're as dumb as a doorknob. But if you notice, the president, the great white hope, is the only one who is turned into God. And he even does it in a press conference. We got to trust God. God is with us. It's going to be fine. Have you noticed that?
1: I have noticed that. Isn't that amazing?
0: Did, I mean, we... Isn't that amazing? Yeah.
1: I mean, I wouldn't call it. I mean, it's it's amazing, but not in the sense that I think you're probably using that word. How am I using? Uh, I mean, it?
0: how how do you think I'm I, using? I, it? Not in a
1: not in a, It doesn't not in a positive sense. I would say. I mean, it is amazing to reject the advice of experts who know experts science. Experts don't know,
0: medicine, know anything. They're the dumb lying doorknobs.
1: I mean, just because you don't like what they're saying doesn't mean it's not true. I think that, and that is probably a fundamental disconnect that you and I are always going. But to But if have. you notice, the experts the have no the wisdom.
0: Show. They only have the logic of a book, but they have no wisdom, and they're always wrong. They have to always come back and correct. I it. don't think have,
1: I don't think you're in a position to criticize people for having one book, Jesse. Now I'm talking I, I about I the think- whole
0: governmental uh, educational system. It, it's just all wrong. It's evil.
1: I mean, that's fundamentally flawed. We could do a nice, really fun experiment where you could and your followers could go and pretend that nothing is happening and just pray and hope that nothing happens to you. And everybody else who's abiding by the science and the medicine and getting the vaccine when we finally discover the vaccine or getting treatment when we finally discover it. And we could see what the mortality rate on those two would be. But we don't even have to do that because I think we all know that this is a deadly disease and if you ignore the advice of experts which is what you're telling people to do you're probably going to get sick and possibly die would uh, you so, take I mean, the vaccine let's just, let's just be let's just be clear that the advice you are spouting right now is lethal it's you are evil. putting your you're, you're the, putting the, lethal, the are evil. Lethal, not evil not, no, not a, evil lethal. Are evil you are putting people's lives at risk by saying things like this, by saying that this is a hoax, by saying that it's not real, by saying ignore the experts, you are risking the lives of your listeners.
0: I'm saying right? that, that there is, is some that is type grossly, of virus, grossly
1: irresponsible.
0: I'm saying that there's some type of virus out there, that's for sure. But what I am saying is that you shouldn't listen to the experts about it because right now they're grossly even using they they're even using politics in this so-called Chinese virus situation. And they want to You're the
1: one who calls it that.
0: They want to they want to use the the situation to get rid of the great white hope. So they they know it's not as bad as they're saying it is. Otherwise, they would not bring politics into it. And even the so-called experts are fighting amongst each other. One try to be better than the other one because they're all evil. They're of their father the devil. Satan is Uh, their daddy.
1: The reason they're fighting amongst each other is they're arguing over trying to get to the best possible outcome here, arguing over what is happening and arguing over the best uh, data and all that. Doesn't necessarily mean that they're wrong. They all agree on the principle, the the central issues, which there is a deadly pandemic spreading. That social distancing works. That staying at home. No. Now they're saying being
0: outdoors was better
1: using a mask when you're it, all, they agree on a lot They'll of say, these central, Andrew, Andrew,
0: central you might day. not have heard yet, but they're saying it's best to be outdoors because the, being in the air is uh easy to avoid the contact than it is being shut up in the home all day. If you're in the house all day and someone has it, you're more likely to catch it. Same with so it a cold. Someone has a cold like- and you hang around them all day. Then you're uh, more likely to catch the cold. But let me ask look how the experts are destroying the economy. They're like so happy to destroy the economy. See how dumb they are?
1: I'm sorry, your argument is that what?
0: The experts want.
1: That because things are hard and that there's a ton of economic hardship facing people and that we're trying to come up with a way to stop this pandemic. And that, by the way, is working. <laughs> I mean, it, let's just pause to appreciate the fact that the reason this isn't as bad as we were predicting is because social distancing is working. This or is actually, because
0: it wasn't No, not or. <laughs> or because it wasn't as bad as they said and there never was a reason to shut down the economy.
1: I mean, I think it's probably I think in reality we know it's probably worse than is being reported. I mean, there's a great story in the New York times about how the death toll is actually higher. And we know a lot of this because they're only chalking up for instance, the death count to people who have had a positive coronavirus test. But as we know here in the United States, the testing is miserable. Nobody's getting the test.
0: Andrew, stay away from the coffee.
1: (laughs) I got, I have to do the coffee now.
0: So when the expert, I gotta ask you this, when the experts are wrong and they are fighting amongst each other, should the people step in and use their own common sense? Is that a hell with the expert? I'm using common sense here.
1: I think one of the big problems America is facing today is the degradation of expertise, the idea that you know more than an expert. I think being experts able to. Experts
0: engage- don't know anything.
1: They do. That's why they're experts. No, That's by they're definition. insecure dummies. This is, I mean, Jesse, th- this kind of. I would never is trust an expert. People. Yes, and that kind of rhetoric is killing people.
0: No, it's keeping those alive who doubt the experts.
1: No, it's really not. It's giving them an excuse. It's giving them an echo chamber and they out there the and the government.
0: And they're preventing the government from taking over their lives. Let me just say this. We'll open the treasure chest post on D Live. It's open right now. Uh, Andrew, two quick questions. One phone call, and we got to run, all right? Okay. Um, the uh, Texas governor, Gray Abbott, was criticized for saying God's hands, God's hand was helping us during this pandemic. Should they have criticized him for bringing God into it, giving glory or thanks to God? Should he have been criticized for that?
1: I mean, I don't know that you want to thank God for a pandemic in the first place, but I mean, at least that's maybe theologically consistent. I mean the bigger problem here is that he was elected by we the people to be a governor, and not to be a preacher. Should he have he should been be,
0: criticized for thanking God yes, for having Yes, He, helping should, through he this. should
1: not yes, he should not be using a public office and the power attached to that public office to promote his personal religion. In and, America, we keep state and church separate. That's one of our founding So you're
0: principles. saying yes, he should have been criticized.
1: Yes. For thanking I I do criticize him for,
0: for that. thanking God for helping through this pandemic.
1: If he wants to do that, he's able to. He just needs to do it privately as Mr. Greg Abbott, not using the office of the governor and the government megaphone to promote his personal religion.
0: So he should have been criticized, right? Correct. Then Andrew uh, Cuomo, you know who he is? The governor of New York? Yes. He said God had no part in saving New York. So this guy is worshiping Satan. Should he be criticized? (laughs)
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure Andrew Cuomo is a Catholic. And I mean, he he happens to be correct when he said that. And uh, uh, I mean, it he have been
0: criticized for bringing Satan into it and denouncing God.
1: He didn't bring Satan into it.
0: When he when he denounced God, he brought Satan in. He,
1: did, he didn't denounce God. He didn't say he didn't say God doesn't exist. He, he said didn't say God, that God had no
0: part in that. And God did yeah. have a part in it because without God, they cannot overcome it. Should Governor should he be be criticized for bringing Satan into it and denouncing God? That's what I'm asking. That's what I'm asking you. Should he be criticized for for bringing Satan into it?
1: I understand where you're going, and I think the point of our secular government and the secular government that our founders created is to leave your personal religion at the door. I know to you think that, but Andrew, I'm black and slow.
0: Hey, hey, I'm black and slow. You're not answering no. my question. I, I'm Should I'm really the governor to get of New York been criticized for denouncing God as a part, bringing peace to it and bringing in I'm, Satan?
1: I'm really trying to get there, Jesse. The I mean, answer is you know, yes
0: or no. Should he have been criticized?
1: I'm, I'm, I'm trying to explain to your listeners the value of a secular government.
0: Well, we understand no, I, how you feel about that, but should, you said, yes. That's I mean, not how I feel about you it. You said it's, Governor it's Abbott, you said Texas Governor Abbott should have been criticized. And I'm asking you, should the governor of New York yeah. been criticized for bringing Satan into it?
1: And, and what I'm trying to say is let's leave religion out of it altogether. It has nothing to do with it. We don't, we don't want our governors to take stances on these this one way or another. You know, I like to use the example of public uh, coaches at, or coaches at public high schools. You know, a, a public, a, a secular government looks like a public high school football coach. There, you have, so let's say, a coach that says, OK, kids, go out there and win this game for Jesus. OK, he's promoting religion. That's unconstitutional. Let's say you have another coach who says, OK, kids, there is no God. Now go out there and win one, even though life is meaningless. OK, ridiculous. Wouldn't happen, but he'd be promoting atheism using his public position. That would be inappropriate. If you have a football coach that says, okay, kids, hang on, go out there and practice like you played and we can win this, that is what a secular government looks like. It's not opposing religion. It's not uh, advancing religion. It's just being completely neutral. That's what we want.
0: So should the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, been criticized criticized for bringing Satan into it?
1: Again, I mean, he didn't do that. <laughs> I re- I'm rejecting the premise of your question. When he said God had no the tra- part I'm in, I'm explaining the in New trap York. that you were trying <laughs> to do, Jesse. When he I said mean, I- God
0: had no part in, same in New York, he was saying Satan did it.
1: I mean, he wasn't. Yes, he was. He-, he was saying this was a human achievement, but we fought back against this, and that would have been a better way to phrase it.
0: So should he have been criticized for what he said concerning God?
1: I think I, I think I've been pretty clear on that. I think it would be better if all of our public officials left God out of this. Yes, let I me take one quick call be from much better off of that.
0: Christine out of New Jersey. Christine, Indeed. thank you for calling. Thank you for holding you on with um Andrew. No problem. Hey, Andrew. How Hi. are you? I'm good. How are you, Christine? I'm, I'm doing well. so I wonder why you uh denounce Christian nationalist when mm-hmm. America was settled by all monotheistic states and countries that were of Christian, Catholic, or Protestant descent.
1: I mean, that, that's a great question. And I actually have in the founding myth, um, I have a whole chapter on sort of colonial America and some of the myths that surround colonial America. You know, the idea that, uh, for instance, the Puritans and the pilgrims came seeking religious freedom. Uh, that's not quite true, right? They, they were escaping religious persecution, but when they got here, they set up their own little monochromatic, really dismal theocracies. And when the founders, like Thomas Jefferson and James Madison, looked back when they were trying to uh, declare independence and then craft our constitution, they pointed to those colonies as an example of how not to found a state or a nation. Uh, they talked about the torrents of blood that had been spilled and That's amazing. Uh, you, can't, you can't enforce Uh, uniformity using a government. You can't enforce religious uniformity using a government. So um, your point is well taken, but for the founders, that was an an example of what not to do when you were trying to set up a government.
0: Uh, I'm still not sure why we wouldn't be nationalist Christians when we were settled by Christians.
1: Well, again, I mean, you know, so with the 1630s when the Pilgrims and Puritans came over, you know, you're talking, that's 150 years before the Constitutional Convention got together. You know, we, uh, some of some of the listeners certainly out there were born closer in time uh, to the Constitutional Convention probably uh, or to the Civil War, things like that. You I know, was and, there. <laughs> well, but the point being, <laughs> I think when we look back at, colonial times uh that that timeline is all kind of compressed for us when really the 150 years before some of the settlements to the constitutional convention is this huge span of time where all kinds of different things happened, and um especially rejecting a lot of those uh those colonial ideas and you can look at things like the the colony at new amsterdam is a much better example of uh some of the values that we now consider to be fundamental. Andrew, let me Americans. do this
0: because of time. I I, I want to yeah. ask you this: There's a pure research that says that atheists are four percent of the population, agnostics are five percent of the population. Mm-hmm. I want to know why should our government resemble minority view? The the minority view.
1: Well, it goes back. I mean, it goes back to the coach example. Right. I mean, we're not saying that the government should be out there saying there is no God. Stop worshiping him. We're saying that the government shouldn't take a stance and government officials shouldn't use their government power to take a stance on religious questions one way or the other. That's what a secular government looks like. It's not a government that advances atheism. It's a government that is neutral. How can people
0: get your book, The Founding Myth?
1: The founding myth is sold at fine bookstores everywhere. If anybody wants a signed copy, they can go to ffrf.org and order one from the Freedom From Religion Foundation store. And I'd be happy to sign it. Just leave a little note in the checkout and uh, I'll sign it. But otherwise, yeah, fine bookstores everywhere. And just remember, America will never be a Christian nation, because the moment it becomes a Christian nation, it will cease to be America.
0: I know that's what you people want, Cortez and all of you guys, but that ain't going to happen. Let me ask, um, are you still with the same woman? You married to the same woman? Yes. I thought Uh, you, uh, is she still going to come on my show with you? (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
1: a lot of people don't uh, have the will to enter the bubbles of (laughs) conservative talk shows that i do uh so but you I, can I bring her
0: it. on with are you the head of your wife no god oh it. i was gonna say if you have been no, here we we're
1: we are life partners we we, oh, we are are you, are you
0: married to a woman or a guy
1: i'm married to a woman we are back why to you back call a partner
0: you, that's your wife I mean, not your partner my wife's partner no don't I say mean, that that's i mean that's term.
1: that's That's how I, it's not a gay term, that's a term of endearment. I love her dearly, and we. it is us against the world.
0: So she's afraid to come on?
1: No, no, it's not a a question of fear. It's a question of valuing one's time. Well, tell
0: her that I'll be nice.
1: I don't think she's worried about that.
0: All right. Andrew, thank you for coming on again, man. I appreciate it.
1: It was my pleasure, Jesse, always. Thanks for having me on.
0: You too, man. And happy Chinese virus.
1: There is no freedom of religion without a government that's free from religion. Remember oh, that.
0: Amazing. Thank you, Andrew. We'll have you back, all right? All right. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Thank you, buddy. Amazing. Amazing. And don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe, and share the Jesse Lee Peterson Radio Show. Folks. We really appreciate it. We are at war. It is a spiritual battle for the soul of America. And it's going to take all of us to do it.